Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Do you work in an office cubicle farm where you have random, mindless conversations? Do you sometimes sit around a campfire with family and friends relaxing and talk about nothing in particular? Do you ever find yourself on a front porch or a stoop with your buddies just hanging out discussing the world? If so, then this show might just be for you. On Cubicle Chat, the topics are like the ones you would find in an office setting, a campfire, or a front porch. Anything and everything ranging from pop culture to travel to nerdy interests and even military stories. If any of these pique your interest, then check out the Cubicle Chat podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And those of you watching on YouTube already noticed that I'm the only person here right now. Uh, that is because my co-host, uh, my normal co-host, Delicious Dwaylon Davis, the intellectual rock star, he is actually going to be taking a, a hiatus for a bit. Uh, that was actually, you know, part of the reason why we decided to take a break in December, uh, because for one, you know, around the holidays, around Christmas time, and anything else that you may celebrate, we do realize that a lot of, of time and attention are going to be focused on family. And so we decided to kind of take a break from that. And, you know, Dwaylon has some has some family stuff going on. I'm pretty sure those uh, who actually know Dwaylon and those who actually keep up with the podcast, they know, uh, for one thing, his wife is pregnant. And so he's had to devote a lot of time to making sure she's taken care of and and not only that but taking care of a lot of other family things so uh he will rejoin the show um whenever he feels he is ready uh in the meantime you know just definitely be thinking about him definitely be praying about him because uh he's a family man and he's definitely taking care of his family so uh and we can't fault that because one of the things about this show that joel and i have always said is family does come first and you know, but he gave me the blessing, go ahead and do it solo if you need to. And he said, whenever I'm able to join, he will. You know, so uh, for now, uh, I'll be running solo with the uh, the occasional guest co-host, uh, because I've actually done that before. Um, when Joellen took a vacation last year, you know, I actually did have a couple of people step in, you know, while he was gone and they actually co-hosted the show. So, uh, so the show will go on, uh, but it just means that I have to do things a little bit different for right now. And one of the things that Dwayne and I had actually talked about doing different, and obviously we haven't started this yet, is we were really seriously kicking around the idea of going live. And I'm talking live, like doing a live stream where people would be able to comment and make real-time comments whether it be through youtube through facebook through twitter what have you and that is very a very real possibility that could still happen 
but right now uh with me running solo i'm having to kind of re rethink how i'm doing things a little bit but stay tuned for that and you know this is actually the first episode of the year that's one of the things i wanted to go ahead and get out something that we are four days into 2024 2023 obviously is now over and while it was a uh very interesting year for the show and you know for both Dwayne and I and our our personal lives and for me and it was a year ago right now Dwayne and I we both had uh full-time jobs and about six months into the year neither one of us had a full-time job you know through and the circumstances were different uh but you know, so we've been having to do other things and um but we've always managed to keep the show going as much as what we can, you know, or as much as what we could. And so for us to say, okay, for Dwayland to take a hiatus that tells you, I mean, he's really having to focus on family. And which is uh that's just the the person Dwayne is, and I absolutely respect him for it, and because I'd be doing the same thing, family will always come first. But some of the things that have happened for uh, the show in in 2023, as far as like wrestling goes, and I mean, I could give a like kind of a rehash of everything that's happened in the world of wrestling because we know there were some pretty uh, pretty big news stories that came out. Um, the last part of the year actually was a little boring. That was actually another reason we just are like, we don't even know what we want to talk about, you know, because, you know, he and I both were um, kind of putting our, you know, our priorities on, hey, it's Christmas. Hey, you know, let's make sure our, our wives are taken care of because my wife had her own uh, issues going on when she had some foot surgery. And so she couldn't do anything for a couple, actually a couple months. She couldn't even drive herself. So, I was taking care of that, but but as far as like wrestling goes, um, I don't know the biggest thing for me because I actually had a few things uh, going on. I went to a couple of different fan fests, both of them in Chillicothe, Ohio, both of them put on by uh, Bobby Fulton and you know or Jimmy Hines as he his actual name, but uh, but uh, but. Went to those fan fests. I was able to actually meet quite a few wrestlers. Uh, some of the most memorable interactions for me was uh, Nikita Koloff. That was the first one to stand out in my mind. If you know, uh, if you've actually listened to the show from the past, you know what I'm talking about. But it was a uh, one of the most kind of surreal experiences ever um, with Nikita. And... Um, Next to that is that actually Bill After. Bill After actually he actually cut a promo for the show, and I joked with Dwaylon afterwards, and I said, uh, "I said we're going to have to change the name of the show." And he said, "Why is that?" I said, "Because Bill After just named us the Armchair Podcast. Didn't have the word booking." And like Dwaylon said, he said, "Well, if Bill After said that's the name, then I guess we're going to have to change the name." Now, obviously, we haven't. You know, it's a big joke, but it was just uh, one of those. Kind of moments is meeting Bill after and and his one time price because when you go to a fan fest you're going to pay uh, to meet the the wrestlers you know or the uh, some of them aren't necessarily wrestlers I mean some of them are managers you know but they're people wrestling personalities because Bill after was never a wrestler Bill after was known 
for being part of what uh, some of the best-selling wrestling magazines, also known as they actually called the magazines the after mags, after him, even though he actually was not the one in charge. And that that actually, um, you you would have thought that I would have known that, but I didn't. But uh, for, I think it was $25, I got autographed pictures, uh, a couple autographed pictures he autographed to me and my son, and a book, his book, which he also, also autographed uh, to both of us, and got to take pictures with him. And then he actually had the idea of doing the promo for the podcast. That was one of the coolest things. And at that same event, I actually met Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man. He was my favorite wrestler when I was uh, a kid, when I first started watching wrestling. I actually got to meet him. He actually autographed his his figure, that which you can kind of see back behind my right shoulder. And he autographed that. And actually next to his booth was Dan Severn, the Beast. See the belt back in the back? Not the one on the top, but the the one on the next level down. That's the old NWA World Championship. That's the 10 pounds of gold, the big gold dome, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Dan Severn actually autographed that because Dan Severn is actually a former NWA World Champion, and that's the belt that he held. And you know, so some of the other uh, the fan fest, the other fan fest that I went to, same place, it was just six months later. Got to meet, um, got to meet Ted DiBiase and Mike Rotunda, also known as IRS. Uh, this was about two weeks after uh, Mike Rotunda's son Bray Wyatt, um, real name Wyndham Rotunda. It was about two weeks after he passed away. You know, so I, I imagine it was really hard for him to be there. And you know, but he he came, and I actually when I got them to autograph this set of. Funko Pops right there, which is actually Money Incorporated, which is the main dollar man to DiBiase, and of course, Mike Rotunda, IRS, they actually both autographed that. And you know, it's just uh, been, for a, a wrestling fan, going to these fan fests, it actually is one of the coolest experiences because you do get to meet and interact with uh, some of the wrestlers who you may have grown up watching. And that is one of the coolest things ever to me also one of the people who i met there and we set up an interview with him uh which happened just a few weeks later was the living legend larry zabesco and as far as all the guests which we had a lot of guests in the show this year as far as all the guests go he's got to be the top uh near the top or even at the top is one of the most famous ones we've ever met one of the, the coolest experiences we've ever had on the show and he was he was just um fantastic to talk to. He could have stories for days. Uh, but I mean, of course, we had to limit the time that we had with him because if not, we would have a, a four hour long podcast at the very least. And you know, which kind of defeats the purpose if you want people to listen to it. But I mean, we still spent over an hour with him. I mean, it was uh, a great time. He was funny and talking about it, his kids and his grandkids and his time with Bruno and you know, one of uh, how he was the most hated wrestler of the year in 1980, which I know sounds like a weird accolade, but is that it actually is a pretty, pretty nice one because it means people are definitely watching you. You're getting the reaction that you want. And he was also match of the year for 1980 along with Bruno. 
but we also had the return of Wildcat Chris Harris to our show. Uh, as you can see, he's got his own action figure right behind me. I could always tell anybody who's, who's part of the Northern Wrestling Federation, I always tell them when they come on the show, hey, Wildcat's watching. And those of you who are audio only, you don't see, but it's actually right behind uh, my right shoulder. It's actually almost underneath the uh, the 10 mountains of gold. But with Wildcat returning to the show, I mean, that was such a fun time because I see him every time I go to a, a Northern Wrestling Wrestling Federation or NWS show. And he's always been such a nice guy to talk to. And uh, we're definitely going to have him back on the show again because uh, it's always a, a fun time when he comes on. But some of the other wrestlers we've had on, we've had a lot of NWF wrestlers on the show. And, you know, part of that's just because, I mean, I live real close to Cincinnati and we have the, um, you know, we have all the, the shows that I go to and, and not just the NWF, but also another uh, company called Spot Monkey Promotions, where I was, I've been able to go a couple of their shows and got to meet even more. I met Jimmy Hart again. And he actually, this time, um, they were selling megaphones, which I can't find my megaphone right now, which sounds really weird. But I actually ended up buying a pink megaphone, and then he drew harps on it, and he autographed it. And if you know anything about the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, you know, that's actually a, a pretty cool souvenir. But got to meet him and got to meet the current NWA world champion EC3. He was actually at one of the shows and and one of the the Spot Monkey shows, and he actually on that show defended his title against Lord Crew. Now I've been trying to get Lord Crew in the show. Lord Crew is actually a very very busy man, and he is like right there. It's not a matter of if he's going to make it to one of the bigger companies. It's a matter of when. And I've heard a lot of, a lot of his peers say the same thing because they're like Crew is he is right there. He is probably more than ready. But had return of Noah Gabriel. Noah Gabriel with a new attitude, and then Noah decided he was going to snot on my shirt, on the armchair booking uh, T-shirt. And, you know, so we've had some words since then because he blew his nose on my shirt. Noah's no longer the nice guy that he used to be. But also, um, you know, had the return of Riley Matthews. And because the first time she was on the show, she had been in the wrestling business about a month and she was you know, still brand new. And it was actually the shortest interview I've ever done. This time when she came back, it actually, you know, the interview went from 15 minutes to about an hour and a half. Maybe I'd have to look, but you know, another good time because uh, Riley is, she's doing fantastic. And if you haven't seen her wrestle, I mean, you, you understand how she got the PGWA professional girls wrestling association rookie of the year. And, you know, for her first year of wrestling, she she earned that award. She's been putting on great matches, and she's wrestling all over the place. I mean, not just in Cincinnati, but, I mean, she's wrestling in parts of Indiana. She's going down to Louisville and wrestling for OVW. She's doing shows for them. She's also going out to West Virginia and doing some shows. She's going to Texas. She's going to Canada. She's just doing great. And and some of the other ones, our most recent guest we had on was the actual NWF world champion, world or their heavyweight champion, uh, Pompano Joe and a man with a lot of experience and he had um, we could have talked to him forever because he has a lot of stories that he could tell yeah but we've been so fortunate to have people like that but not only that but at the beginning of the year uh, we started a series called why we are fans now 
I could sit there and rattle through all the uh, people we had on for that one, but I would actually probably run out of, I'd probably forget some names because we actually had quite a few. Um, but you know, some of those I had on was like my friend, uh, uh, Joel and I, our friend, Randy, he was actually our first guest for that. Randy also stood in as co-host for a show while Joelin was away, you know, when he went on his vacation, but we also had Justin from TNC sports talk. He also stood in while, uh, was vacationing down in Florida. Justin came on and, but he also did the, why were your fans? We also had BC Hunter at, uh, from, uh, wrestling with the truth, wrestling with the war, wrestling with the eighties. If you haven't had a chance to check out those shows, do it. Uh, BC does a, an absolute fantastic job. And I highly recommend his show. His viewer count, especially on YouTube, is growing. I think he's getting pretty close to a thousand uh, subscribers now, uh, which is awesome. And I've even said, man, won't you send some of those my way? Yeah, sure could use them, but you know, um, but he's definitely earned those um, those subscribers because I mean, he he really does do a fantastic job of that. You got to check him out because he's an old school fan, just like uh, Dwellin and myself. Also, Ted the Hillbilly Hill came on. You know, discuss why he's a fan. Uh, Ted is no, it's no longer called the Hill Truth. And that's one of the things that it actually caught me off guard because his is one of the, the podcasts that I listened to. And I looked up and I did not recognize the thumbnail and said, okay, what's this show? It looks like I'm subscribed to it. What is the show? Ted's actually renamed it Ted's Takes on Wrestling. And the show is still the same. It is still one of the best podcasts, wrestling podcasts out there. Ted's still the pod father. And you got to go check check him out. But also uh, some of our other friends from the Dad World Order. Also our friends from Finisher Wrestling. They've all been on the show. Um, and also some non-wrestling uh, podcasters like Jamie and John from True Crime Cast slash Bless Their Hearts. They were on the show also to discuss their fandom and how they were able to uh, start a relationship basically with Chris Jericho. Now they're, they're friends with Chris Jericho. Now they've actually been on his podcast at least three times. I'm thinking actually maybe four or five, but he was also on their show. And uh, Jamie especially was actually talking about how he was about to hyperventilate just, you know, thinking about Chris Jericho coming on their show because he was such a huge fan of Jericho uh, back in the day and now here he was coming on his show and you know on their true crime show by the way because uh jericho i don't know if a lot of people know this one of jericho's uh i don't know if you call him a real good friend but it was definitely an acquaintance definitely somebody they they ran in the same circles with ended up becoming a serial killer later on and jamie and john of course they have a true crime podcast called true crime cast and they actually reached out to talk to him about, you know, hey, you know, would you be um, okay with discussing our show? And he responded back, and next thing you know, got our role. And that's that was, it was actually Chris Jericho's podcast. How I found their podcast, their True Crime podcast, which led me to finding their Bless Their Hearts podcast, which I've actually been on, and now they've been on this podcast. If that makes any sense, but, um, but also. Our friend, uh, mine and my wife's friend, Carrie, is actually my wife's friend first, but I mean, I've become friends with her, obviously, you know, over the years. And uh, we had Bear from the Wrestling Society Network. And 
it has just been so many um so many people in fact a man named jake petway who actually makes his own guitars and one of his guitars he actually made for elias and actually elias is now uh going by the name elijah and he is no longer in wwe and he's actually become a born-again christian and i'm thinking his character is something related to that but i mean and i'm actually looking at the list of some of the people that had had kyle uh the former co-host Kyle was on here. He was one of the people why we were fans. We and we always have a pretty good time talking to Kyle. And um and I'll fed I'll be doing some more stuff with Kyle, not wrestling related necessarily, but uh just because he and I have known each other for for a very long time. You know, uh over twenty a little over twenty five years now. And because he, you know, we go back to our days when we worked together um when I you know, we he and I both were in the Air Force. But we had Big Mama return. We had Breezy return. We had the uh, first interview with Savannah Sweet. We also had uh, Jack Stinger, uh, who real first name is Jackie. But Jackie is actually a captain in the Army. She's actually active duty. You know, she's an active duty soldier. And that was a first force. We also had Star Rider, our very first masked wrestler. And... You know, and then a couple weeks after we had Larry Zabesco, of course, Larry Zabesco is a former NWA TV champion. We had the current NWA TV champion, Matthew Big Strong Mims, who's not his first time on the show, but it's his first time as a TV champion. We had him come on back onto the show, and when we had a uh, great time talking to him, he's uh, one of the most intelligent people you ever talked to, and we. I've always told Jwaylen that, you know, anytime I talk to, to Mims, I said, I feel dumber. And not because he's dumb at all, because I don't know a lot of the words that he's actually saying, because he has such a vast vocabulary. And apparently around the locker room, they actually call him the walking thesaurus. And if you ever talk to him, you understand why. Dude, it was just awesome to have on the show. And, you know, it made me go find a thesaurus to go look up some of the words he was using. But yeah, he was, he was great. We actually, um, had him on the show right before they were doing uh, their show in Cleveland because he was actually in Cleveland when he did the interview with us because the NWA, of course, they are branching out. They're trying to return it. And I know this is going to be tough. It's going to be an uphill battle, but I mean, it's not impossible. They're trying to return back to a territory type system with the NWA. And that's why if you notice, if you keep up with wrestling, they are establishing partnerships with a lot of, uh, more local uh, companies. You know, I don't know. It, it slightly higher than like an indie. You know, um, they've been doing some stuff with OVW. I think OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, out of Louisville, because of the the Netflix documentary series called uh, The Wrestlers, or just Wrestlers. Uh, OVW has now become probably the most well-known independent wrestling company in the country. And if you have not seen that show, go check it out. It is absolutely great. I've watched it. Uh, our friends at the Dad World Order podcast, they actually had Al Snow on their show uh, not long after uh, the show, the the documentary actually debuted on Netflix. They actually were were very fortunate to have Al Snow on their show. And uh, definitely go check that one out. Um, and I actually had a couple of questions that, you know, and they actually passed them along to Al Snow when he actually answered them. And that was actually really, really cool. But 
that was 2023 and some of the other news that came out of that stuff that's still kind of ongoing is of course wwe is now owned by the company called endeavor endeavor also owns ufc that means the wwe stock symbol actually changed there is no more wwe stock it now falls under the name of tko and along with Endeavor, a lot of changes started coming about. Vince McMahon is no longer doing, well, pretty much anything with WWE. Uh, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, real name Paul Levesque, he's actually doing a lot of the, but majority of the creative. And if you watch Raw and SmackDown, you, you will notice there is a, a change to those the way that production's been going on, but also within the past couple of weeks, it came out that longtime television producer for WWE, uh, Kevin Dunn, is now no longer with WWE. Now, I don't know the man personally. I just want to put that out there. But it does seem like the opinions on Kevin Dunn are very, very divided uh, because some people are like, well, look at the show he did for so long and they had to be successful somehow. But I'll counter with this, a long time, for a very long time, they didn't have any competition. So if you were a wrestling fan, that's what you watched. And he has caught a lot of criticism for the way the shows were produced. I mean, people mean the jump camera and the, you know, the shaky camera and plus the quick cuts that they would have when he was cutting from camera to camera. And, and, him, and it was actually kind of hard and kind of frustrating to kind of keep track of that. Uh, but I even noticed on like the latest episode of SmackDown, the day one, it, uh, because this past Monday, of course, uh, I, I say SmackDown, I meant Raw. It was uh, on New Year's Day, 1st of January. And so it was the day one show. They've been doing like a day one episodes or day one pay-per-view or just day one sh- special over the past few years. And... You know, this one is just the, an episode of Raw, which was a little bit beefed up. and um, But it was called Day One. You could definitely tell a difference because one of the things about this particular episode was they actually started out with a match. They didn't start out with a 20-minute, 25-minute promo for a match, which, by the way, by the time the, the first match would have actually started, uh, the TV show... Is already going. A sixth of the TV show is already over. It's a three-hour show. With a, you just spent the first thirty minutes doing a, a skit. Well, they didn't do that. Thankfully, they they're bringing wrestling back to the wrestling shows, and Kevin Dunn is no longer part of that. So you hopefully you won't see what they call the you know the shaky camera, the jump camera, because I've actually been to Raw and SmackDown in the past, like live shows. I was actually in Columbus the night. Big Show and Braun Strowman actually broke the ring. I was actually I was there that night, but I can tell you by watching, if you were to watch the cameramen, you know the camera operators down by the ring, whenever like a body slam or really a kind of a high impact move would happen, you would see the person holding the camera jump it. They would actually jump it up and bring it back down. You know, it's kind of like something like you know your uncle with the camcorder would do because they think they're. Uh, they think they're making like an award-winning documentary, but they always go, oh, earthquake, and ooh, they start shaking the camera. They, that's what it was like. 
And so I did see, yeah, they were literally shaking the camera. They were jumping the camera to make it look like the move had even more impact. And I'm like, no, it just made people sick at home. They got tired of watching it like that. But Kevin Dunn is no longer with WWE. Big news that just came out of Raw this past Monday. Of course, we we saw the return of, uh, well, they were advertising the return of a former WWE champion. And out comes Jinder Mahal. And the crowd started booing. Jinder Mahal took it all in stride because he's self-aware. He knows that he's not the most popular person. I actually am a fan of Jinder Mahal. And Joylan's also a fan of Jinder Mahal. We say, I mean, you know what? He's got a look. I mean, you look at the dude. He is just jacked. He can give a good promo. He can make the crowd hate him. I think some of the crowd just hates him just because of him because he can be kind of obnoxious. Um, his move set is actually pretty good. He's a decent wrestler. But for some reason, it maybe because he's not as exciting as some of the other ones. But the fans are booing him, and he's he's running the fans down. He's running the country down. And then you hear across the loudspeaker, across the intercom, you know, if you smell what the rock, you know, it's a indicated, guess what? The rock has returned in this case to San Diego. Well, the rock came out, of course, crowds going nuts. You know, uh, the pop was just huge and he comes back and he's running down Jinder Mahal. And of course the rocks promos are like second to none. The Rock is one of the people you just you don't script out anything for him. I don't even know if you give him bullet points, but you just say here, have a microphone, do your thing. And he ran down Jinder Mahal, and The Rock, in his own way, I mean, just had the crowd eating at the palm of his hand, and then he ends up smacking Jinder Mahal around, you know, and he lays the people's elbow on him, which. If you've been listening to the show long enough or watch the show long enough, you know, Dwayne and I are not fans necessarily of the people's elbow as far as like a devastating move. It is one of the goofiest moves in the in the entire history of sports entertainment. But it gets over. Now, I mean, now his rock bottom, I mean, is is legit. The rock bottom, I mean, you you could actually do that maybe like in a real fight and you could put a hurting on somebody. But the people's elbow, no, it's an elbow drop. And he actually did his version of the Spine Buster. And his Spine Buster, I'm sorry, I've never been like a fan of the way he does it. Um, but the man's just over. And The Rock, I mean, he he looked like he's never like had a day not in the gym. I mean, that dude, he is just jacked. He's cut. He's definitely taking care of himself. And you got to think, he's in his 50s. He's actually a year or two older than than I am. And I just turned 50 this past August. A rock is at least 51 or 52. And he just looks phenomenal. But he came back, did his thing. And then he started asking San Diego, where should I go eat afterwards? Wait a minute, should I go to a restaurant? Okay, when I go to a restaurant, where should I sit? At a booth? At the table? And then he said, at the head of the table? And, of course, the crowd popped because there have been rumors going around for a few years that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he's going to come back and challenge Roman Reigns. And part of that is challenging Roman Reigns, not just for the title, but uh, for, you know, the the championship 
belts, but for the title of head of the table, because that is a uh, that is a real thing in Samoan culture. A lot of people don't realize that. And by the way, people on YouTube notice I'm actually wearing a shirt with the bloodline. And obviously, just before the um, the twins, Jay and Jimmy, you know, I kind of split apart before Jay actually uh, broke apart from the bloodline. And by the way, I got this shirt from Rikishi at one of the fan fests. It was part of the package whenever you got to meet him. But but people want the rock to come back. The head of the table is, I mean, it, it is a very real thing. He's the, being the tribal chief. And so for the rock now, now we, we kind of see where this is heading to. Uh, because The Rock is actually the highest paid person in Hollywood right now. That is not a storyline thing. That is a real thing. Dwayne Johnson, and through his company, $7 or $7, $7 Entertainment, 7 bucks Entertainment. There's a story behind the name, but uh, but he actually is the highest paid uh, entertainer right now in Hollywood. And it would kind of make sense for now they're going to, push, 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 have these promos, promo, promo, leading up into WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is not happening until, what, April? You know, late March, early April. That's usually when it happens. And actually, it's, it's April because a lot of times it actually happens the same weekend as the Final Four in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. But he's back, so now we know that's that what they're going to be leaning towards is The Rock, and Roman Reigns having a battle at WrestleMania for the title, not just the belts, but hopefully I'd rather Roman not have the belts because to be honest with you, I don't want to see Ro or the rock holding the title again because he wrestles once every three years or so now. And to come back, put a world title on him to me, that that's just not right. But, um, but The Rock is back. Also, the Royal Rumble is coming up in a little over three weeks. We already have two people who are signed up for the Rumble, CM Punk, which, by the way, a lot of news about CM Punk in 2023. Um, I'm not a fan. Most people know that. I'm not, I am not a fan of CM Punk. Um, and it's really, it's not because of the wrestling. It's because of the, the baggage that comes with it. I'm going to give him his chance, give him his due, because... He's basically saying he's a changed man. He's not the 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 immature person that he was nine years ago when he left. Actually, almost ten years ago now, when he actually left WWE, kind of kind of fitting his last match with WWE before he just made his return a few weeks ago was actually at the Royal Rumble in in 2014. But now he's back. He's saying, I you know basically you know he. Um, he feels like he's home, but of course, this is after he left. He walked out. He no showed. Uh, he did a couple of appearances with with UFC. Ironically enough, where he has a record of a, I believe it's zero wins and two losses. And his first match in UFC, he lasted about a minute and a half, and it was done. You know, but now he's back. We'll have to see how it goes because, I mean, I do believe, yeah, everybody can get a second chance. But when he went to AEW and then a year and a half later, he's at AEW because he got into, like, actual physical fist fights with people backstage. He went on press conferences and ran the company down and he ran the owners down and he ran the leadership down during an actual real press conference. 
which is not something you do. That was not part of a storyline. That was just him being Phil Brooks, being Phil Brooks, just thinking I can just do and say what I want. And it seems to me like he doesn't understand. No, you can't just go in there because uh, there's a lot of things when you're representing a company that, that you just don't do. And then he got into another fight, and this was actually at uh, their pay-per-view in London. He got in a fight with Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and a lot of, lot of uh, fallout from that, which in this case meant he was at basically let go out of his contract. He was fired, or he quit. Depending on who you ask, it was a mutual agreement that he should no longer be with All Elite Wrestling. Now, he's part of WWE, where it looks like some wrestlers are not happy to see him back. Most of all, Seth Rollins. Uh, if you saw the reaction at the Survivor Series pay-per-view, whenever CM Punk's music hit at the very end, now they've had fan videos. This was not on WWE's website. This was on YouTube and other video outlets. You can actually find the fan videos where people who were there, they were filming, they're recording Seth Rollins, and he was dropping some language, and he was throwing up some... Um, some gestures that are not exactly family friendly and something they would not show in WWE TV. And then it's come out that he and punk just do not like each other. And well, Rollins and Cody Rhodes apparently don't like each other either, but they also, they keep it professional enough to go in the ring. Also Seth Rollins, he had some issues with Matt Riddle. It seems like, you know, you have somebody like Seth Rollins who seems to be bumping heads with people. Then you have CM Punk who, bump, who bumps heads with people. So it almost seems natural. They're either going to bump heads or they're going to be tag team partners. There's like no in between there. It's going to be one or the other. And, you know, but, you know, Punk and Rollins, they've been throwing some jabs at each other in promos. And I know this makes it appear like, well, maybe it's a work. There's the gray area. And that, that actually keeps us coming back to watch it just to see, okay, what's going to happen next. And some of the best storylines are the ones taking off real life stuff. But also on the flip side, some of the worst storylines were, were things taking off real life stuff. You know, um, hence, let's see, Road Warrior Hawk when he was going through drug problems, Scott Hall when he was going through his alcohol problems, uh, Matt Hardy and Edge when the whole drama, when Lita was cheating with Edge, you know, she was cheating on Matt Hardy with Edge. Like in real life, and they decide to make make it part of a, a story. Uh, you know, just things like that. But we'll have to go we'll have to see how it goes with CM Punk and we'll have to see how it goes with Seth Rollins. Right now, a lot of speculation is okay, who is going to be um uh, not just in the Royal Rumble, because you can you can say both Cody and CM Punk, you know, or I'd, I'd say Cody more than CM Punk as far as who's deserving of a world title shot at WrestleMania. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. I don't, I mean, obviously Seth Rollins being, um, one, I, I don't, I, I've, I've kind of lost track of all the different titles they have because they added another title just for Seth Rollins because Roman Reigns is the undisputed champion. And so they said, okay, we'll have a world champion. That'd be Seth Rollins. So, Wait a minute. So you just basically create a title out of thin air just because you have too many titles over here. I'll put on one person. Doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. I'm not the one writing the checks. But 
So Royal Rumble's coming up and AEW, like I mentioned. Now, there have been speculation about AEW, what's going to come with them, because they do seem like, right now, from the outside, they seem like a, um, a sinking ship. And came out, well, even for Dynamite, even for Rampage, even for their shows, which are on TV, the arenas are only half full. And they're packing all the fans on one side. And then I went to the sh- uh, a Dynamite in... Uh, Cincinnati. And honestly, I can tell you that the arena was half full and everybody was shoved on one side and it was the side, obviously the side I was on. But one good thing came out about that day. And that was, I was on TV wearing my armchair booking t-shirt. I really was. And I, cause I actually watched it when John Moxley of course, John Moxley being from Cincinnati, I mean, he got a huge, huge pop. He came out very first, very first match, and he actually came up into the crowd, and it was when they were filming him. He was um, about 10 feet in front of me, and so when the camera got it, you could actually see me. You could see me. You could see my wife's head just because, you know, she's short, and so you could barely see her head over somebody's shoulder. You couldn't see my son at all. He didn't want to be on TV anyway, but... But that was actually really cool. But yeah, the AEW crowds—they have been. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say anemic, because I think that would be, um, kind of exaggerating it. But yeah, but it, the place was only half full, and because I actually have pictures of it now, I wasn't going to post them on social media like a lot of other people doing. Hey, look at this AEW! <laughs> I'm like, well, you still paid for the ticket. You pay for a ticket just to go show and, you know, go take pictures. On the other side of the arena, you you took a you bought a ticket to a company that you are acting like you don't like. No, I bought a ticket because I wanted to watch wrestling. That's what I did. I watched wrestling. One of the things that also came about that particular night was during the Rampage taping. Of course, Dynamite is live. Rampage is taped immediately after Dynamite. And Jade Cargill came out, and this was actually her last match with AEW. And I actually got to watch that live. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And, you know, so um, in AEW here recently, they actually had a storyline where they had a character. They were just calling the devil. Well, the devil was finally revealed this past Saturday. It was Saturday. It, and it turns out it was Adam Cole. I don't particularly know what to think about that. You know, I would, me personally, if I was having some unknown character, and I'm just going to do the big reveal. Personally, I would have had it be someone who is not part of uh, the roster at the time, especially not somebody with as high visibility as Adam Cole, you know, or Adam Cole, baby. And, but that's just me. But one of the, the other cool things that came out was Samoa Joe is now the AEW champion. He beat MJF. Now, some, I saw somebody post this not too long ago. Uh, right after this, Samoa Joe has now been the world title holder. He's been the the champion of every company he's ever been in. How many people can say that? You know, not many. And I don't even think Ric Flair can say that. And Ric Flair held the NWA, WCW, WWF world title. But Ric Flair started in somewhere like an AWA where he was never champion. And Samoa Joe, I mean, and Ric Flair is also in TNA. He was never champion there. Samoa Joe has been 
champion, and he's been a world uh, heavyweight champion in WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and now AEW. So everywhere he goes, he gets not just gold, but he gets the gold. But as people are going back and forth between the companies, Andrade, um, Elidalo actually left AEW. I would guess he's probably on his way back to WWE, you know, and part of that is because, well, his wife is actually in the WWE roster, Charlotte Flair, and there have been rumors that they've been separated, but from what I'm seeing now, I'm guessing that no, they're not, because he's actually posted some things about uh, rejoining her in WWE and things like that, you know, and just telling her, hey, it's only six months or nine months, because, I mean, she just had a really, really bad injury. It was a botch in a match against um, Asuka. And, I mean, unfortunately, botches happen, accidents happen, and she's going to be on the shelf for between six to nine months uh, because of this leg injury. But one of the things, you know, speaking, you know, talking about Samoa Joe beating MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, for the AWA World title, MJF has now been removed from the AW website. I'd, I'd seen this mentioned in other headlines. I see it mentioned on other uh, posts on social media and i want to check it check it out for myself and sure enough mjf is no longer on the aw website so reading to that what you will i don't know maybe if he's taking a break from wrestling period you know what he may be uh kind of yeah kind of putting his toe in the the water as far as like acting goes you know maybe he wanted he's wanting to give that a shot i don't know but if you, you know, it's been brought up to Triple H. Triple H has actually come out and said, no, we are not in any kind of negotiations right now with MJF. He said, we've not been talking to him. So uh, just go ahead and squash his rumors now. With, of course, they also kind of said the same thing about CM Punk and all of a sudden CM Punk showed back up. But a lot of they, that they also said that the day of the pay-per-view, they signed CM Punk that morning. So MJF, you may see him show up on a WWE ring. You may him see him show up in a TNA ring. You may see him show up in, in New Japan. New Japan, it seems like a lot of people going there because uh, the man formerly known as Adolf Ziggler, he has now shown up in New Japan. New Japan are actually throwing them, themselves more into an international look because people who follow wrestling for a while know New Japan. I mean, it is it is one of the places that you just go if you really want to find out where you stand, go to New Japan. Because if you can get those fans behind you, uh, because of what they if you can wrestle that kind of style and get over over there, you can do well pretty much anywhere. You know, especially when you come from America doing it or or Europe and go there and do it because the the strong style in Japan is is just something to watch. Uh because storylines good guys bad guys you don't necessarily see it over there i mean and the wrestling is just stiff and it's just it's uh, a great product to watch but but seeing mjf gone part of it because mjf and not dolph ziggler but his brother um we was nick nemeth um they were both in the movie the iron claw and that is a movie, and this will be one of the last things to do before I uh, call this a day. But the movie, The Iron Claw, and by the way, 
Hey, Kyle, you'll think this is funny. My friend Kyle, former co-host, you're texting me as I'm recording this. So if you if anybody can hear these sounds of Megadeth, almost honest, that is my text tone. It's actually going off my phone. Is uh, I don't know how close it is to the microphone, if you can hear it. But I'm actually literally talking about the Iron Claw movie. Kyle is texting me about the Iron Claw movie. You know, so that's kind of a, a funny coincidence. But the Iron Claw movie, my daughter and I actually just went and watched this a few days ago. Um, the Iron Claw movie, it's good, especially if you are a longtime wrestling fan, an old school wrestling fan like myself, and you know the story of the Von Erics. You already know going in that the movie is going to be sad because uh, you know the family history. And this is a movie that honestly could have been done, very easily could have been done as a three, three and a half hour long movie um, or made into an actual miniseries like on a Netflix or something like that, uh, just because there's so much of the story that they left out. And you know, because, you know, if you know the Von Eric story, you know that there were five of them who were wrestlers, not just four. They left the youngest one, Chris, out for reasons that I'm still not clear on. Maybe it's just a, a decision of the movie makers. But Kevin Von Eric actually green-lighted everything about the movie, so he would have to have green-lighted this. And, uh, but MJF, he actually, he plays the part of Lance Von Erich. And Lance Von Erich, of course, if you know the story, uh, Lance Von Erich, he was a pretend Von Erich. They were, he was um, a work, he was supposed to be their cousin. And he, well, he had the big head and he, he tried to get more money. And that's when Fritz von Eric said, no, you're done. You're not getting any money, more money out of us. And then he went on TV and said, yeah, that guy's not a von Eric. We were doing him a favor, but it was one of the few times back in the eighties that kayfabe was broken because Fritz said, no, he is not a von Eric. And yeah, but MJF, I mean, the, his part, he was only on screen five seconds, 10 seconds, not very long, but Maybe he's got a little bit of acting, bug. I don't know, but I, but I could see a definitely see a review of Iron Claw uh, in the future, uh, maybe in the very near future, because it's funny enough that's what Kyle's actually texted me about. So stay tuned for that. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this year in wrestling uh, because we're going on WrestleMania 40. For one thing, by the way, it's it's the 40th WrestleMania before they start saying the 40th anniversary. No, it's the 40th WrestleMania. Because they did that for the 20th. They kept saying it's the 20th anniversary. No, it's the 20th one. You know, I mean, it's not the anniversary. It's, it's or the, uh, you're off by a number. But hopefully they don't do that. And it should be hopefully a good year in wrestling because the industry itself is growing. Been a lot of changes, a lot of positive changes. Don't know what's going to happen with AEW. Hopefully they can whatever this funk that they're in, they can kind of pull themselves back out of it, get things back focused. Uh, I mean, I can tell you my suggestions on some things that need to change. And this, this is why the show is called armchair booking because we're not involved, but we can sit here in our armchairs and throw out any kind of suggestions, but we're still not there on the inside. Uh, hopefully we'll have more interviews for you. Hopefully, you know, we should have um, a lot of people returning yeah, maybe we can get other uh, other really big names on. 
because we've had Zabesco, we've had Wildcat Chris Harris twice. And to me, I mean, he's such a good dude. I mean, we love having him on the show. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had Buff Bagwell on the show. And we've trying to get more. Now, I will say that um, those wrestlers are usually not cheap. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much we paid for Zabesco and Bagwell, um, but they those were on the cheaper side of things. There was another wrestler in particular who I also met at the last fan fest who wanted to charge $300 for the first half hour, $400 for uh, the first hour thinking, Hey, I'll give you a bargain. And I'm like, dude, you're famous. You're very famous. You ain't that famous. I ain't char- I'm not paying that much. And if anybody wants to contact me and find out who it was, you know, just let me know. And I'll tell you, I'm not gonna tell you on air who it was, but I'll tell you off air. But, but I hope everybody has a, everybody so far in the first four days of the new year, I hope everybody's had a good year so far, you know, and hopefully we know we make it a good year. Hopefully, you know, well, hopefully I find a job. That's actually something else because I'm actually recording this in the middle, in the middle of the day. And hopefully we can find a, I can find good work which will also allow me to go to Smorty's Fan Fest because there's one happening in March. I don't know if I'll be able to go to it, and it's it's a financial thing. It's not a burnout thing, although I will say I've already seen the roster of wrestlers, and I've met almost every single one of them already. You know, not that that's a bad thing, but it kind of keeps me from going back. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to go pay this money to get in and then pay to do this and interact with them, and um. You know, but we'll have to see how that goes. But in the meantime, and just kind of stay tuned and we'll figure out things as they're going along. But until then, just going to say good day and God bless.